Grace and mercy and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Just think of the audacity of this Pharisee. To go into the temple and to pray this prayer, which really isn't a prayer, right? Let's be honest. He's just announcing to everyone how great he is, isn't he? God, I thank you that I am not like all these other people. I'm not one of these robbers. I'm not an evildoer in the original language. It means someone who's crooked or who's unjust. So he's saying, look how upright and good and straight and narrow I am. I'm not one of these adulterers who's out sleeping around with all different women. And I thank you, God. I'm not like this this tax collector over here. What's this guy even doing here? How dare he even comes into the house of God? I mean, everyone knows, tax collector, what your life is like, that you steal from us and, and you get rich off us. What's he even doing here? God, I thank you I'm not like this guy over here. And God, it's not just the things I don't do, but God, take note of all the good things I do. I don't just fast once a year like you tell us to in the law on the Day of Atonement. No, God, I fast two times a week. God, do you know the math on that? That's 104 times every year. And God, I, just, I don't give a tenth of just my flocks and my harvest like the law tells me. I give a tenth of everything that I have. Oh, God, <laughs> what a good, good Pharisee I am. I'm not like these other people, and look how wonderful my life is. That's a lot of audacity, isn't it? To stand in the temple of God and to offer this prayer, just touting what he doesn't do and the things he does, so that everyone else can take note of how wonderful he is. As you sit here tonight, Maybe along with me, you say, thank God I'm not like this Pharisee. Or are we? You know, it's not real hard to look at our society and find the robbers and the evildoers and the adulterers, is it? Turn on the news when you get home tonight, right? You're going to see all of this terrible stuff going on in the valley, in our country, in our world, right? And we look at it, and what do we think? How terrible. How awful. How, how could people do something like that? But yet inside, be honest with yourself, inside, is, is there a little bit of you that maybe feels good about what you see? Because I would never do that. <laughs> I, I'm not out taking a gun and shooting somebody or, or, or you know, out at, you know, and doing all these terrible things that we see in our society. Right? Maybe the guy down the street, <laughs> Man, I've heard about him. Thank God I'm not like these people on the news. Thank God I'm not like that guy who lives on my block. And maybe when you come here to church, maybe you think, well, what's with these members of this church who, who don't ever come? I, I mean, they kind of pick and choose when they want to come, and I'm here every single Sunday, and I come to the special services too, and, and they're here once or twice so year maybe? Oh God, I thank you. I'm not like these other members of this church. 
And then I put my offering in that offering plate, and, you know, I watch it go down the aisle, and no one else puts anything in there. Oh, God, I thank you I'm not like them, and I've got my priorities straight. And God, there's a guy who comes to church, yeah, but he never stays for Bible class. And I never see him here volunteering and helping out with anything, but, but God, look at all these wonderful things I do for you and for your church. You notice all those things, don't you, God? Oh, God, I thank you. I'm not like these other members of this church. I am guessing that you've never spoken these things out loud before. That you've said this about members of your church or, or maybe even about the things you see on the news or about the guy down the street from you. But, but I can almost guarantee that those thoughts have gone through your mind in some form or fashion. And I'm pretty convinced of it because they've gone through mine too. God, thank you. I'm not like this Pharisee. <laughs> Fail. Miserably. Because Jesus tells this parable, and here tonight is sticking his finger in your chest and in mine and saying, No, you are the man. You are the one who loves to play this comparison game. Who loves to look at the sins of others and and someone that you've deemed worse than you just to make yourself feel better about your little pet sins, about about the little things that you do. Right? And we love to play this comparison game, don't we? Because it makes us feel good about ourselves. It, at some point, maybe makes you think that, hey, I'm doing all these things. God's got to be pleased with me because I'm not out taking a gun and shooting somebody. I'm not out sleeping with all these women, right? I'm faithful to my wife and, and I do these things and I go to church and I give my offerings. That's got to count for something, right, God? Jesus tells this parable to those who were counting on their own righteousness. Those who were looking down on others. Those who thought that the things they did and the things they didn't do made them right in God's eyes and better than others. So Jesus has a message for us tonight. Jesus is saying to us, you can compare yourself all you want to the people around you, but it gets you nowhere. Because yes, maybe, maybe you've never taken a gun and shot another person. Maybe you've never ended up on the evening news yet. But you certainly have thought hateful things about somebody else. Jesus says that even if you look at a woman lustfully in your heart, you've already committed adultery with her. That that though you you, you, uh, may not, you know, you know, physically abuse your spouse, you have gotten so angry that you've lost control of yourself and said things and done things that you shouldn't have. And God comes to us tonight and reminds us that it's not about just comparing yourself to all the evil people out there to make yourself feel better, but if you want to compare yourself, compare yourself to God. Jesus says, be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. 
Compare yourself to the holy God because he says you need to be perfect in thought and word and action. And what we quickly realize, as Paul tells us, is that there's no difference between every one of us. Between every human being, we all have sinned and we all fall short of the glory of God. Playing the comparison game doesn't work with God. Because he looks and he sees sin in our hearts. He sees the sins that go on behind our closed doors. He sees the sins that no one else knows about. And every single one of them make us worthy of death and hell. Make us worthy of him turning his face from us and not listening to us and having nothing to do with us. And when we finally come to realize that, the hopelessness and the despair that we have, that there's nothing we can come to God with, you're in a good place. When you finally realize that the comparison game, comparing yourself to other people in this world, doesn't work before God because he's going to hold you accountable for your sins, you're finally in a good place. To cry out, God have mercy on me, a sinner. It's such a simple, beautiful prayer that that tax collector offers, isn't it? He knows that he has no right to be there. He knows he has no right to be in the presence of God, even to pray to God. He knows he has nothing good in his hands to offer, to say, look what I've done, God. But instead, he simply appeals to his mercy. God, do not treat me as I deserve to be treated. I know what I have coming. But God, have mercy on me, me, a sinner. The man knew the depth of his sin and all that he had done and that there's nothing he could do to make up for it. But to appeal to that mercy of God. And it's this man, Jesus says, this one who went home justified. This one who knew that he had nothing to offer God. This one who knew it didn't even you know, pay to start to compare himself to anybody else in this world because he was accountable for his sins before a holy God. Jesus says this man went home justified. Not guilty. Forgiven. That that is the righteousness that we should seek for and seek after. Not a righteousness that we find in ourselves and the things we do and the things we say and the things we don't do or don't say, but a righteousness that comes from God and is ours through faith. As Paul wrote in our lesson from Corinthians, that God made him, that Jesus, to become sin for us so that in him we might be the righteousness of God. That we might receive that righteousness and that holiness that we need to live with God and to have a relationship with God and someday see him face to face in heaven. That righteousness that he gives as a gift to those who confess. And Lord, I have nothing to bring you. I have nothing but sin to lay before you. And he takes that sin and he nails it to a cross and he gives you his righteousness and holiness. Friends, that's what these days of Lent are all about. 
as we walk with Jesus to that cross during these 40 days of Lent, we get to focus on that sin that led him there. Every sin that we commit in thought and word and deed that led him to that cross to suffer and die, to take our punishment so that we might be forgiven. So that we might, as Jesus said, be exalted. He says those who humble themselves will be exalted. So friends, compare yourself. Not to each other. Not to the people on the evening news. Not to the guy down the street. (laughs) But compare yourself to the holy God. And see just how much you need a savior. Use these days of Lent to humble yourself before God so that he can exalt you. He can exalt you into his grace, into his forgiveness, into that righteousness of Christ. To exalt you out of this need to try to compare yourself to others, to make yourself right with God. To know that you are already right with God through Christ. Use these days of Lent to humble yourself before your holy God so that he might exalt you to live for him, to be released from this need to perform and do and earn, to live in the freedom of the peace and the forgiveness you have through Jesus Christ, your Savior. Make that prayer, God have mercy on me, a sinner, a daily prayer. And know, know without a doubt that God says you are justified. You are not guilty. You are forgiven. You are my child. Friends, this is yours through Jesus Christ, your Savior. Cherish this gift of repentance. Cherish this gift of forgiveness. Proclaim that cross of Christ to the world around you that doesn't know this peace, that doesn't have the same hope and the same joy that you do in the forgiveness of sins so that God might be praised, so that his glory might be seen, so his grace might be known in the world. Friends, humble yourselves so that he can exalt you. Amen.